for every bad day we've ever had. For God knows they could have been much, much worse. I don't need to say more than that, do I? My name is Kojo Yangson, and God's plan for me is always better than mine. Good morning, Ganafo. It's Monday, the 7th of September, 2020. Hello and welcome to Joy News at 6 with me, Bernice Abubedu Lansides, live on Joy 99.7 FM, hits 103.9 affiliates across the country and around the world at myjoyonline.com. 16 persons with severe COVID-19 infection in Ghana, six of them in critical condition, three on ventilators. COVID is real, wear your mask and stay safe. Coming up this morning, six positive cases of COVID-19 recorded at the Kutuka International Airport since it was reopened to international traffic last week. Six individuals who have negative PCR tests from their countries of origin were picked as being positive at our airport since Friday. All you need is one gentleman who is positive visits this country and we are back with the lockdown era. We'll bring you more on this. An opposition NDC officially outdoors its manifesto today, exactly 92 days to election day. We have more as we gather over 20 promises made by the party so far. I have learned useful lessons and I'm coming back to you together with my party, the NDC, with what will be a practicable strategy for laying a solid foundation for the transformation of our country. In business, over 150,000 small and medium businesses received government stimulus package so far. We've got details in 15 minutes. And officials race against time to construct a multi purpose dam at Pualugu, where six persons were killed over the weekend following the spillage of the Bagri Dam. For your company, the details now. Six positive cases of COVID-19 have been recorded at the Kutaka International Airport. This is as at the evening of Sunday, 6th September 2020. Deputy Health Minister Dr. Bernard Okoboy, who disclosed this, said the patients had presented negative PCR tests from their respective countries. He made the revelation on Joy News' lockdown show with MFA Apau. We had one on Friday, two on Saturday. Two today, five cases. I'm sure there's been a third one. Yeah, no, no, six. 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 Yeah. six cases. Exactly. All our troubles in Ghana started with just about four or five cases. So, really, those who are talking about $150, if we had gone for a compromised technology and these guys with negative PCR tests had slipped in, all you need is one gentleman who is positive with a viral load that is huge, visits us in this country, and we are back to the lockdown era. The Deputy Health Minister admitted he had initial misgivings about the $150 testing fee. One, accuracy. Two, speed. The gentleman, the solution provider gave you the two and said, this is my price. When we pushed and it came to the point where it was like, either you take it or leave it, the next natural thing to do is to look at the alternative I had. The alternative was costly. I'm talking about hotel bills. I'm talking about tests that are not as reliable. And I'm talking about sending samples to our PCR installations where people to wait. Meanwhile, international arrivals at the airport have increased from 200 on the first day to 641 on Sunday, 6th September 2020. That's according to Managing Director for the Ghana Airports Company Limited, Mr. Yao Kwakwa. In total, the first day, we got about uh, 200, 200 people. But 
the numbers have been increasing to today that we are doing 641 people. So I should say that we are gradually creeping up the, the numbers of passengers arriving in the country. You had managing director for the Ghana Airports Company Limited, Yao Kwakwa. Now, it's almost six months since Ghana recorded its first COVID-19 case. And while some have died from the virus, there are many others who've been made helpless. One such person is Mainsima. She's fled Accra to live in the central region town, Kisi, her hometown, because she's lost her job and finds it difficult to pay her rent. She virtually sleeps on an empty stomach every day. On Jolie's Agenda Today, correspondent Richard Kojanyako tells her story. I was teaching at the same time, uh, doing some minor jobs that was earning me money um, to be able to take care of myself and then my child. Maisma, not her real name, used to live and work happily in Accra. But this was before the arrival of COVID-19. She's lost all her two jobs she had to COVID-19. I was able to survive through um, how, what I was earning. And I'm a single man that do, but I was able to um, take up my child's needs and myself. See, when you are earning enough, you don't need to um, struggle in paying rent, um, taking care of your child's um, needs, and then other stuff. But when you are going through issues, these things become a, a, a problem for you. A single mother who is unable to meet the city's harsh demands flees to Kisi, a farming community in the central region. Richard Kojonyako with today's agenda focusing on the impact of COVID-19. Election-related stories now. The Opposition National Democratic Congress will later today present its 2020 manifesto to the people of Ghana as it hopes to stage a comeback after losing power to the MPP in 2016. The official outdooring of the party's programs and policies is expected to cut through a wide scope of issues that will inform the choice of electorates in the December polls. Key amongst the policies expected to be announced are the Agenda 1 Million Jobs, the Big Push, and Operation Sting. Manuel Cranting has more in the following report. I have learned useful lessons and I'm coming back to you together with my party, the NDC, with what will be a practicable strategy for laying a solid foundation for the transformation of our country. 16 days after the launch of the NPP's manifesto, the biggest opposition party, National Democratic Congress, will finally outdoor its manifesto today. This is after postponing its earlier August 31 date. The party's national communications officer, Sami Jemfi, has been rejecting claims that the launch of the manifesto was deliberately delayed for the purposes of copying from the ruling party. We are within the party's 2020 campaign timetable, so it hasn't taken long at all. From extension of the three-month maternity leave to four, cancellation of double track in senior high schools, to payment of customers of collapsed financial institutions, joint news checks reveal over 20 major promises have been made so far by the flag bearer of the party. On infrastructure, the party is proposing what it calls the big push. It's going to be an injection of $10 billion to dualize our roads, to complete the 200 senior secondary schools, to finish all the hospitals that we were building. 
The NDC will also legalize the commercial use of motorbikes as a means of public transport. Rokada is a reality. It has come to stay. You can't stop it. John Mahama and the NDC have promised free primary health care under a one-time premium. They will also scrap corporate income tax for small-scale businesses. The party looks to mount an anti-corruption crusade under the code name Operation Sting. Manuel Cranton with that report. Now, John News, your election headquarters will be bringing you live coverage of the NDC's manifesto launch from the University of Professional Studies. Deputy Head of our political desk, Winston Amwa, joins me. Winston, it will be on radio, on television, and online. What should our audience expect? Well, the audience should expect an in-depth analysis of, one, the NDC's 2012 manifesto that uh, got them into power from 2013 to 2017 when the NPP took over. And they should also expect analysis of why the Greater Accra Region, why the NDC is launching its manifesto in the Greater Accra Region. And, uh, I mean, the stakes in the 2020 elections. All right, so do make it there with us. Thank you very much, Winston. Away from that, officials of the Polugu Multipurpose Dam Project say constructors are on site to expedite work on the $993 million dam at Krugu in the northeast region. This comes at a flood caused by the spillage of the Bagri Dam killed six persons. Already over 100 families across the region are said to have lost their homes and property. Regional NADMU Director John Alhassan Kweku confirmed the latest casualties to join you. You know, because their farmlands have been submerged in the water, so they tried to do that, and then uh, only God knows what happened. Uh, then they, that was yesterday, they discovered the dead bodies, and then they, they were accordingly buried. We have mobilized and tried to support the affected victims. But you know, uh, it's, it's raining. I just came last night, and our attempts are still on the way. Northeast Regional NADMO Director John Alhassan Kweku there. Now, 20 years ago, he couldn't have been sure what the future holds. Today, he's one of the biggest products of Ghana's biggest media firms. Seth Kwame Boating, a multi-award winning journalist and documentary filmmaker with Joy News, first joined the multimedia group as a receptionist, yes. In a series of stories looking at Joy News' longest serving journalist as part of our 25 years anniversary, my colleague Justice Bedu tells the Seth Kwame 